ESPN LA 710. Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre and post game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Next, I had the opportunity to go to USA Network's Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. I went to their premiere last week and got to talk to some of the stars. Here's executive producer and director Anthony Hemingway. ESPN LA 710. Hi, I'm Laferne. How are you? No, you got good. those right. Yes, okay, yes. <laughs> thanks for liking my tweet. I, oh, <laughs> thanks for supporting me. Absolutely. Can you tell us how you as a storyteller filmed this in a way that was objective and got the story out? You know, I think the best way this story could have been told was through the investigations. You know, the fact that those investigations forced them and forces us as a viewer to, you know, learn how to see people and respect people. Um, Different than just relying on, I think, you know, uh, the past. I also had the opportunity to speak with Jamie McShane. He plays Detective Fred Miller. Fred Miller is a real person, a real detective, LAPD, but they, the producers didn't want me to try to contact him. They didn't want, they wanted this to be their take on the knowledge they had and what it was, rather than me trying to delve in and sink into someone's, you know, mind and get his point of view from it. So, for me, it was it was very free. It was just I had an idea of who this character was and how I wanted to do it, and they let me really play and have fun. And uh, Jimmy Simpson and I had a, an amazing time working together. And then, you know, the directors, Anthony especially, would just kind of tone you know hone you in. And um, what was your outlook for like Tupac and Biggie? Were you fans of theirs, or did you learn about the music? No, I I was I was not a fan. I was not not i mean i wasn't against or anything but just rap had never been the the style of music i liked i never really got it until i did the show and what did you get about it i got why people are so into it and how it affects them and how it it really moves within them and how it hits them you know as you finished up the wrapping up of this show can you tell us what conclusions you made or did you make any conclusions about the verdict or the non-verdict i i'm not gonna say because the scripts i wasn't in i didn't read on purpose because i wanted to go along as an audience so i know what i know playing fred miller but i don't know beyond that because i chose not to read those the scripts i wasn't in very smart did you hear about some of the things that happened with the lapd and did that affect your characterization no because I basically, they were interested in me in this role earlier on, but I was in Florida doing Bloodline. We didn't think it was going to work out. Then literally, like, they called one day and said, hey, can, he's finishing Bloodline this morning. Can we get him on a plane tonight and start shooting tomorrow? So it was literally like, oh. And I had to get permission from Bloodline to shave my beard and literally get on a plane, got into L.A. at 1 a.m., got to set 4 a.m., and so it was all kind of boom, boom, boom. And so I didn't know a lot about it coming in, which was worked for me for the character. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure meeting you, Jamie, and, and good luck and congratulations. Thank you. And Leah Beth LaFleur was able to add an extra 
special touch to the film being music supervisor and co-producer. I, what I love is that um, I had an amazing group of executive producers who trusted me, um, Anthony Hemingway, Kyle Long, Mark Taylor, who really gave me the liberty to sort of um, unearth all the things that um, I had personally experienced uh, during that era, having spent time around Biggie and Pac, witnessing their friendship. Um, and I was able to bring a little bit more to the table and to the job um, than just even just creatively picking good music. Uh, it, for me, I took this very, very personally, very seriously, because I, I know so many of the people that were involved. Uh, and, and it was really about paying homage to that and really tapping into that era from 19 1993 to 2007, as I said before, to me, it's like golden age of hip-hop, when just everybody was hungry and just eager and dreams were sort of bouncing off the wall and you witnessed that with the music that was being made it was a feel-good time um even with the gritty stories that 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 biggie told and even with the realities that tupac's told tupac told so it's it's just been an honor to be able to bring that to life and to go after um the really many of the producers particularly easy moby who created that sound with party and bs with uh, party and bullshit with with biggie and and just so much on the ready to die album um, and that early sort of Biggie sound, but also carried him through all the way to Life After Death making songs. So between Easy Moby, um, Irvin E.P. Pope, Battle Cat, which is, who's a West Coast legend, um, I really wanted to bring to life East and West and, and the harmony of it and just the spirit and the energy of that sound during that era. Um, Mike City, who's a multi-platinum producer, would just have so many, 1500 or nothing, who's the band inside tonight, like just so many great cats, including Tupac's brother Mo Prem Shakur his music is in the show um, you know he was able to come in and just give us some insight into their lives and so it, it was it was really an honor and at the same time I feel like we have honored and paid um, respect um, to their legacies but also I personally wanted to treat things with delicacy and with respect as relates to the estates of both of these legends Thank you so much Here's star Lamar Tate. Hi, how are you? My pleasure. Nice to meet you. Bronzeville? Bronzeville. Uh, no, it's a uh, audio series that Lorenz, Laron, and myself had created that we had uh, teamed up with Lawrence Fishburne's uh, company. And it was a audio series that we had uh, provided on um, iTunes, Spotify, and on a lot of different um, podcast platforms. And from that, we had over, over 15 to... 20 million downloads and from that you know the analytics show that this could be something that people would love to see it takes back in the 1940s in a time that um a city in chicago bronzeville on the south side was uh thriving on their own as a black culture in a back black community in the 40s where there were multi-millionaires at that time and so we took that story and we wanted to embrace it with a black excellence appeal to it. Are you from Chicago? Chicago, born in Red. Hyde Park. Yes, indeed. I, I'm, I'm from the west side, but like I tell people, west side, south side, north side, don't matter. Even by the water, we love all sides. Indeed. I play this character, Keefe D. and Unsolved, and he's a very complex character. You know, he had connections on both sides of Tupac as well as Biggie, and where he was a nuisance, I'll say, in a way. Uh... Because of the possibilities that he had on both sides of if he had something to do with those murders. So 
Uh, again, you know, it's a very complex character. He was very aloof and evasive in how he went about things. And, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting for me. A lot of people would always ask, Lamar, you, you do comedy. You do all these movies that are comical. How are you going to portray it? I said, listen, that's what I do. It's my work. <laughs> they call me in. I do the job. So, again, it's something that's amazing. The, the journey along itself was amazing. And I think that people will really enjoy the story that uh, Anthony Hemingway has put together and uh, Kyle and uh, his writing artistry from that and everybody a part of it. Now, what what did it feel like to do a movie about Tupac and Biggie? You know, it's it's amazing to be a part of something so iconic to people. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing when you hear the name Tupac or hear the name Notorious B.I.G., you stop. You listen, you pay attention to see what is being said. And so with this, I think the resolution of some answers, I, I can't say, you know, I can't give the spill on what's going to happen through this series. But overall, I think you get some answers that you never knew. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Actress Liana Mendoza was able to see Tupac and Biggie Smalls, Christopher Wallace, as loving and caring friends. Well, first of all, it made me realize why my brother was so addicted to all of these records. I wasn't quite keyed into their artistry until being a part of this project and, of course, doing my research as an actor and really delving into their journey as artists. It's been absolutely eye-opening riveting and breathtaking to be able to see the behind the scenes relationships that took place it's just absolutely incredible because you get such a different perspective from the external you know media eye view versus what's really going on behind closed doors it's people it's people that loved one another it's people that had friendships that the external you know media wanted to create such havoc and chaos when in reality there was such a brotherhood and such a friendship it's It really was heartwarming, and I did not expect that. I didn't at all. You know, when when you get behind Biggie Smalls or Tupac Shakur, it's like, no, it's Christopher Wallace. These are people, and they, it was really eye-opening. It really was. Hi, Lafern Cusack. David Bianchi, very nice to meet you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude to be here right now, just to be a part of this extended story. Uh, I'm lucky enough to, to be, close friends. Well, I, I was a pretty close friends with Anthony Hemingway and he trusted me to be a part of this journey. And um, I grew up in 90s hip hop. Like Biggie Smalls was like everything to me. Like, give me the loot. You know what I mean? Everything going back to even his early tracks, you know, um, mixtapes, DJ Clue mixtapes. You know what I mean? What's your favorite? I got to admit, even though it's dark when I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell because I'm a piece of shit that ain't all the fucking tell. Don't make sense going to heaven with the goody goodies. You know what I mean? Because that was such an honest track. Like that spoke to me more than the party stuff because it was like I really got to understand the man a little bit. And uh, to be a part of something so iconic is just a blessing, you know. And, and I'm, we're here. We're celebrating guys that pioneered the modern rap movement. These are the guys that first made rap superstardom on an international level. Like Run DMC sort of did it a little bit with, with Russell Simmons. They sort of started that. But what Pac and Biggie did was they lifted up what Russell and Run DMC started and really made it global. Just because when, when the movement was starting, I'm an East Coast cat. 
I think that I'm just naturally more akin to East Coast style of rapping. I'm more akin to spitters than rappers. And I think that if you understand hip hop, you understand the distinction between a rapper and a spitter um, and MCs and a, and a rapper. So I grew up on guys like, you know, like Big L, Delta Funky, Homo Sapien, Nas, you know, Method Man, Red Man, you know, the whole 36 Chambers movement. You know, I was a battle MC for a while and now I'm, I'm globally known as a spoken word poet. So I respect lyrics. And I respect the, the the meticulousness of how words work together, you know, and that you don't find in West Coast rap. So I think that for that reason, I'm just more akin to that. Thank you so much. But that one joint, I got seven Mac 11s, about eight thirty eight nine nine. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, they don't even play that on the radio. They don't even play that on the radio. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. The talented Annie Alonza discussed her roles in relationships and the respect she has developed with her colleagues. It's it's a wonderful connection, really. Uh, I know a lot of these guys and, and, and gals, but um, I think it's really great that they're continuing the story and, and we're writing our own stories, too. Uh, super excited for Anthony and, and Dominic was in All Lives too. He's over there somewhere. But, uh, you know, he played Suge. He plays Suge in this. And Luke, one of my really good friends, is in this playing Puffy. So it, it's, it's like always good to have that familial feel and like that connection. And that's even if it's like a linear one or six degrees. So I'm just super excited to support these guys because we all support each other, you know. And what did you pull out of Tupac and Biggie and that whole generation of music? Oh, God. Uh, well, a lot. I'm like, where do I start? Uh, the culture, the, the, our, our entire heritage, like, like really Biggie and Pac were what introduced me to hip hop. That was my introduction to hip hop. And I wanted to know more. Uh, and that's where it started for me. So just even being here and even doing all eyes on me back when we shot it and stuff was such a full circle moment because that was what shaped my, my hip hop knowledge. And then culturally just seeing the whole swag, the vibe, the dressing, the, the way of life. That was, that was a huge, um, a, a huge education for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have fun. Amira Van plays FBI agent Justin Simone. She discusses her work and the community. Well, I think, you know, this is, these gentlemen, Biggie and Tupac, were really talking about what was going on, you know, in these neighborhoods and what's still going on today. So there are a voice for people who are, who are voiceless. You know, there's a lot of people who are still struggling in poverty. There's a lot of people who still don't feel like their voice is being heard. There are um, a lot of people still trying to put food on their table. I mean, I love Juicy. Biggie's on Juicy because, you know, I came from Far Rockaway. I came from my mother holding me down and trying to sit there and figure out, you know, do I go to this college because I don't know if I can afford it. And my sister's saying, God will make a way, which God did because our finances definitely did not do that. You know, so when you, and, and what is the, you know, what's the motivating theme through Juicy is like, I want to be able to provide for my family. And I think that's a theme that a lot of people carry, a lot of people and a lot of young people too, with the, how, how expensive it is to go to college. I mean, it's just, it's basic needs that, they're really crying out for people and that's so relevant yeah and I heard you talking about gun control yeah what would you say to young people now that are standing up for their rights and speaking out um, I would say congratulations I would say I'm proud of you I stand with you continue to be encouraged continue to realize that your voice is one of the most powerful things there was a point in my life that I didn't think that I needed to speak up because I was like oh people understand people know there's no way and you realize that no people don't know and people with money will 
you know, look after their interests. And we have to be vocal. We have to be verbal. We have to vote. So, you know, the fact that they're getting so activated, it's, you know, for, for their friends and for the people who they love, it's, you know, it's really a, it's a beautiful way to honor them. So continue to do it. Okay. And what do you choose? Uh, Tupac or Biggie? I don't feel like I have to. <laughs> yeah. Man, after being on this task force, I love them both. They were both relevant. And I think the division is what, you know, took these two sad lives. So I'm not dividing them anymore. They're both fantastic. Uh, that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you. Thank you. Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. airs on USA Network beginning February 28th. I'm Laferne Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me. For more information, please go to ESPNLA.com and go to the podcast page uh, for the experience and download podcasts or check me out on Twitter at Laferne Cusack. Thanks again for joining me. I'll see you next week. ESPN LA 710.